What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast. Amazon advertising stats. What's the average click-through rate? What is the trend of CPC in 2023? We answer a lot of good questions. Uh, I'm super stoked to have Steven uh, on the podcast today because we're going to dig in to a whole bunch of clicks. Uh, we get into how many clicks is in our sample size. Uh, but basically, Amazon stats, we're going to be talking about trends of data. We're going to be talking about averages. We're going to be talking about typical metrics for you to benchmark off of, as well as trend data. We also get into, very, for the very first time on a stats post, performance by day of the week and performance by sponsored product, sponsored brands, sponsored display. A uh, lot of cool insight in here. Uh, I know that you will enjoy it. You can get the full post where we talk about all of this. Uh, there's no opt-in or anything. Just go and click on it. It's in the link in the description. Uh, talking about stats is one of my favorite things to do, uh, write about, and talk about. So without further ado, let's jump in. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits. Set placements too. Now bad mistakes. I've made a few. I've had my share of rocky words, but I've got through. We are the PPC in my friend. What's going on, Badger Nation? I am always excited to catch up with my dear friend, Stephen Nock. What's going on, Stephen? Welcome uh, back to the show. What's going on, Mike? Glad to be here, and congrats to you. You've got a baby who's just a few days old. Less than a week, right? Or is it one week today? Uh, we're going to go on two weeks and one day, my friend. Oh, two weeks. Yes, yes. This is the first time I'm telling the world. I'm, I'm now a proud dad. So... There audience cheering in the background I, that's what i was pausing for i was like yeah, pausing yeah, yeah. for the cheers the congratulations uh so thank you everyone out there in badger nation are you gonna make a linkedin post about it uh if i'm gonna put her on payroll i have to do it so she's you, know, you gotta do it just another marketing asset that's right uh, <laughs> um in all seriousness and, and how are you doing steven how are things in sunny california oh man california's been cold man has it's it? It's been like in the fifties mm-hmm. for months. Brutal, dude. Are you, I'm not used pa- to are it. You pa- are you packing up your bags and getting out of there? Maybe I should. I, I need <laughs> to eventually. My I think my time my time here is coming to a close. I think. Come back to Austin. It's a beautiful time of year right now. It's March. It's sunny. It's gorgeous. The the leaves are 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 budding. I lost connection for a second there. I'm back. You sure did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have a location in mind where you're going to go? Uh, I hear Austin's nice. Come on, man. Don't get me excited. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I've heard some good things about like Idaho and Tennessee. Anywhere with uh, no state income tax. I'm over the okay. 10% California state income tax. 
Okay, tune into Stephen's other podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? What wealth management? The, those are the sun taxes, and if we're not getting enough sun right now, then I don't know why I'm. What's paying the them. point, dude? Exactly, exactly, dude. What's the point? Yeah. I love talking about this topic with you, uh, which is Amazon stats, Amazon PPC stats. Uh, so why don't you break down what we just did for the, maybe the last hour? All right. So we took, uh, ad badger's own proprietary data. Um, you know, they have a wide customer base, which is, uh, an awesome opportunity to basically figure out benchmarks across a wide range of sellers, across a wide range of niches. And essentially we can piece together trends with, uh, CPC trends changing over time, ACOS trends changing over time. Also with inflation, we thought AOV would be an interesting thing to look at. I don't know if we've oh, yeah. ever drawn too much out of that AOV, but some really interesting insights that spoiler alert, it's a, it changed. It's wild. Uh, I was actually really surprised, impressed, but it all makes sense uh, as you look at it uh, with some of the way that the data changed in terms of ACOS, CBCs, average order value. Uh, and we did some extra things too. Now uh, we have some capabilities to look at data in different ways too. You know, last time we did an episode like this, we only looked at it month by month. Now we're also able to do day of the week and campaign type: sponsored product, sponsored brand, sponsored display, uh, which is pretty sick. So a couple of things there, uh, just to give you a, uh, an example of the sort of the size that we're looking at. Um, There's about 71 million clicks between February and February, 2023, going back all the way until May, 2022. So about 10 months worth of data that we looked at uh, for this study, uh, about 71 million clicks. Uh, Over 20 billion impressions. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, Almost 21 billion impressions. It's also, how many orders are we looking at? 6.7 million orders. Uh, and how much spend? $63 million of spend. So we have a good amount of data here, and I'm excited to sort of share and go over it. And before we actually get going into it, like, how do you like to incorporate this data into your, like, professional life? Like, when you're looking at campaigns and talking to Amazon business owners and other marketers, like, how do you incorporate this kind of data? Yeah, the very first thing that comes to mind is, I know we've I've had a lot of conversations with clients lately around conversion rates. They're wondering why is our conversion rate dropping? And, you know, I've, I've had a whole bunch of like, you know, hypotheses going off of their data, you know, seeing how like they're, uh, it's been very clear where, when their, their product prices are increasing. Uh, we did some like models where we're comparing product prices to conversion rates across the whole account, across individual products. And, there's a very, very clear inverse relationship between higher prices, lower conversion rates. Uh, but now that we can actually see conversion rates as a whole on the platform across thousands of sellers just declining in a, in a downward trend, you know, that's an a, additional data point to bring into the conversation to show that like, look, it's it's the markets, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's a, a few things that are going to impact your conversion rates. It's going to be either something changed with your products or increased competition, the competitive landscape changed or it's external market dynamics. That's like the three things, either your product changed, the land, the competitive landscape changed or competitive uh, uh, macroeconomic factors changed. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it, you know? And so if nothing changed with their product listings, which it did though, their prices went up, 
and if nothing changed with the competitors, then you know we're going to look at the at the macro trends. And so we we got some very clear insights there. Absolutely, and I and I also think of it in terms of like day to day, hour to hour management. You know, you never want to use macroeconomic changes in your particular industry as necessarily a way to like excuse data. And I think sometimes businesses fall into that trap or Amazon marketers can sometimes do that where it's like, oh, our A cost is up, but like nothing we can do. It's the, it's the market. It's like, no, right. it's actually helpful to know that it's the market and that it's not your anything else. It helps you avoid false positives, meaning it helps you avoid attributing a change in performance to the wrong thing. So an example of that might be like, oh, this is happening. My ACoS is going up or my conversion rate is going down. It must be because of that thing that I did last week. Well, maybe, but when you have the context of the overall trend across, you know, tens of millions of dollars of spend, it's like, oh, okay, like everyone's sort of doing this. Like classic example, January. January generally sucks. Uh, it's generally a pretty tough month for most sellers. People are coming down from the Q4 highs and buying gifts for everyone. And then in January, it's the middle of winter. It's it's always been worse. Like in all the years that we've analyzed data, January is always such a tough month. And you don't use that data to just be okay with reduced sales. You incorporate that into your strategy. You say, well, what am I going to do if I know that conversion rates are going to be lower uh, in January? Uh, well, I'm not going to do false positive management. I'm not going to go out there and like completely change my campaign strategy because it's actually not having to do inside your campaign. It's sort of external factors. So I always like that component uh, of the keeping things in context. But I think we also have some positive news. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's not just, you know, dreary, dready, conversion rates are tanking, we're all <laughs> doomed. You know, we're seeing some opportunities as well. One of the other big trends we noticed is seems advertisers are really pulling back on their spending. We're seeing a decrease in CPCs that seems to be offsetting some of the ACoS. And it seems, especially when we we're looking at February, the average ACoS is getting a little more close to, uh, to, to baseline compared to previous. Well, I, should we just dive into it? Because I, I was about to get into the nitty gritty. Let's transition. Let's do it. All right. So where we see the biggest change in trend is right around July of last year. Uh, and for a lot of sellers, they might have seen a strong first half of 2022 and a really weak second half. And it really is July is a very clear pivot point. Um, that's right around when interest rates were getting hiked like crazy. Headline inflation was going like crazy. And it was really from from July onward that all of these trends start to kick into place. Um, there was a little bit of relief, I think, because there was Prime Day in July, so we did see you know some decent performance around a couple of benchmarks for like ACoS and conversion rate. But right after that, conversion rates just really start declining, and I think we were seeing um, just from around July of 2022 down to, was it January of 2023? Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That was that was uh, something else. The uh, That was the, the average order value. So we mm -hmm. see a very, and, and I'm sure we'll, you know, corresponding with this on the blog post, we'll be putting up a lot of these charts. But the, the strongest trend 
is is average order value and conversion rates. Those two are just in a steep decline uh, starting right since July. And the average order value decreased by about 15%, uh, just not 15% month over month compounding, but over, over time, over the past, you know, seven months or whatever, it's been a solid 15% decrease uh, going down from, you know, previously the, the average order value on PPC was around $33.70 and it declined all the way down to $28.06. So mm-hmm. very steep decline there. Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest takeaways for me was just the decrease in average order value. You know, seeing average order values in the low 30s to the high 20s. Um, so like $31 average order value, $33 average order value, 32 average order value, down to like 29, 28, 29, uh, I think is really interesting. And, and that might seem like just a few dollars, but that's like a 15% change. Uh, which kind of makes sense, you know, if we are in some kind of recession time, it would make sense that maybe more premium products might take a hit a little bit. People maybe are doing less discretionary spending. Uh, I'm not an economist, but yeah, things like that seem to have taken place. Now, what's really interesting is that along with the average order value decrease, we also saw a CPC decrease. Uh, and this was probably my biggest, like, what? I was really surprised to see this um, because CPCs normally don't go down over quarter to quarter, month to month, but they have. You know, like the average CPC maybe, you know, last summer uh, was something like, uh, you know, a dollar-ish. It was around a dollar-ish. Uh, and then over the last few months of 2023, like I'm talking February, January, uh, it was like 80-ish. Yeah, 80 cents. So, so sort of going from the nine, 90s to the 80s for average CPC, I thought was really, really interesting. Uh, however, to book to finish that thought, so we have th- sort of three metrics I'm going to talk about. Uh, average order value went down. CPCs went down. Uh, so when you have both of those conditions happening at the same time, a cost stays relatively steady. Like you, you would hope that with a decrease in CPCs, oh, like that's great. My a cost is going to get better. Actually, no. Uh, a cost appears to be exactly the same as it was it, throughout 2022, uh, which begs the question: like, like, you know, you have to sort of have this average order value decrease. Uh, a, I want to say a slight conversion rate change, leading to an a cost no change. Like ACOS is just basically the same. Yeah. It does seem like there was a little bit of an, of an increase in ACOS in October. It seems like ACOS was kind of picking up in Q3 a little bit. And then there was some Q4 relief, Mm -hmm. but yeah, those CPCs have also been in a, in a pretty steady decline. Like, like Mike just mentioned, you know, 80 cents per click that has not been, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that has not been an average cost per click on Amazon for years, I think. Um, it's always been at least over 90 cents for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I think s- some of that, s- some of this does include uh, sponsored uh, display. So if people are running some sponsored display, that could also bring down that average, which is still relevant. Like you still want to know, like, what am I getting clicks for in general? Yeah, but but even then going when, when you look at July and again, July had Prime Day in it. So that yeah. might have been a little little inflated, but. In July, those CPCs are around a dollar, dollar six. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, for going from a dollar six to eighty cents in February, that's a solid twenty-five percent decrease. Yeah. 
which, you know, if conversion rates around that same time have fallen around 11%, mm-hmm. then going from, you know, an average of 10.2% down to around 9.04%. So, you know, getting an 11%, having your conversion rates fall by about 11%, if you're also having your CPCs decrease by 25%, that's going to be a pretty good offset. So like Mike mentioned, that A cost should be relatively the same. Now, where you're probably going to you're probably going to expect lower sales as a result, right? If you're looking at your top line, especially looking at your organic sales, your sales are probably in in a pretty good decline right now, but your advertising cost of sale or your advertising cost of total sales shouldn't be up that significantly. Mm-hmm. If if we're talking benchmarks, you know, yep. every every niche is a little different. But if we're talking benchmarks, you should be able to be getting a, away with the same, if not similar margins. But uh, so that's a little encouraging, right? To, to see that the competition is cooling off a little bit. And so there is still some opportunity if, if people are cutting back their spend, trying to reel in their budgets, being less competitive. That's an opportunity for us to perhaps expand into some additional targeting that maybe previously wasn't profitable because the CPCs were too high. But now there's an opportunity to go after them. Yeah, I think it's so fascinating. You know, CPC, like there's been some decrease in conversion rates. People aren't buying as ferociously. There's been a decrease in average order value. So at the same time, there's been a decrease in CPCs, meaning your A cost is around the same. And anecdotally, uh, I don't have the, all, the, the amount of data that we have on this other stuff, but anecdotally, I have heard success over the last few months of people playing with their price. Uh, like people are reducing their price because, you know, generally the higher your price of the product, the lower conversion rate you have and the lower the price of your product, the higher conversion rate you have. Generally, all things being equal. Um, so I ha- anecdotally, I have heard some success of people leaning into this reduced CPC, uh, combining that just general ease, easiness with the CPC relief, reducing product price ever so slightly. Uh, and again, if you if you sort of combine both of these things, like if your conversion rate goes down and you pair that, like if your market's conversion rate goes down and then you pair that with a price decrease, you can potentially like offset that and outpace your competition, yeah. uh, which is where reports like Product Opportunity Explorer and brand metrics and uh, are, are can be helpful at benchmarking your conversion rate versus other people in your category. Yeah, certainly a good opportunity to play your coupons and discounts game. I think that's, that's a huge thing to offset some of that consumer price sensitivity, win back some of that conversion rate, beating out the competition. If, you know, if you're the only one on sale or on deal or whatever, that could be a a huge win opportunity. Yeah. This is a, another takeaway. It's always like the bumper months to the peak quarter four spending Uh, bumper months, meaning October and January, right? So if we consider November, December to be peak quarter four, sales the bumper months this is historic we've been looking at this since like 2017 uh and i think it just every year we have more and more data so it's like more and more statistically significant that you know the a cost in january and a cost in october was about 20 percent higher than that of november december so it's always something to keep in mind you know we have lots of episodes about like what to do when you expect conversion rates to be lower during certain times of year well, the bumper months are those times of the year, January and October, or I should say October and January. Yep. I would agree with you there. But at least when we're looking at February, it's just the start of this year. 
it seems like things are maybe picking up. It's been if if AOV has been decreasing basically for like the past seven months in a row, just constant decreasing month over month. February to January is the first month over month uptick. Yep. You know, it's a small one from $28.60 up to around $29.70. So slide up uptick, seeing conversion rate also come up a bit from an average of 8.6% in January up to 9% mm-hmm. in February. So maybe a little bit of hope seeing some AOV come back, some conversion rate come back. Yep. I guess we'll we'll see what happens for the rest of this year. No one's got a crystal ball. We just have to keep following the trends and adapt accordingly. All right. So let's wrap up the month by month analysis from sort of uh, May 2022 to February 2023. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway is uh, it was a sanity check for me because mm-hmm. I was... <laughs> It's it's nice to know that the the trends that I've been seeing for a few clients are are larger and they're they're affecting the whole marketplace, which was my my suspicion. So it's good to kind of see that. But the CPC trend is surprising. I did not expect to see that drastic a twenty five percent decrease over the last seven months. That's pretty significant. So big opportunity there to expand. Yeah, I have exactly the same takeaway. The C- I was not expecting to see a CPC trend that went down. Um, because you would, you would think like, oh, a cost should be down too in that case. But like for a lot of people, it's not seeing the CPC decrease along with the conversion rate decrease makes to- and the average order value decrease. That's why your a cost is approximately the same as it's been, uh, sort of a little stagnant almost. So that was my big month to month takeaway. Let's transition to uh, day of the week analysis. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think you said Sunday twice. I sure did, Steve. Are you Let's hinting see. at something? Is that the best day of the week? Is it the best day of the week? Should we uh, put all of our spend on Sunday? No, don't do that. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> all in on black. Yeah. Um, okay. Day of the week analysis. So this is a new level of analysis that we haven't been able to look at uh, in years past. Uh, and I'm pretty stoked on it because it's actually one of the most actionable, right? Because like the month by month analysis just tells you overall macro trends. But this is kind of a way to actually do something. You know, Maybe you might want to change certain things at certain days of the week. Um, so what was your big takeaway for looking at the days of the week data. Yeah, well, we've got these nice uh, conditional formattings creating little heat maps so we can see the hot spots on conversion rate, CPC, AOV, ACOS. And in big dark green is Friday for conversion rate. That is, it is a a brilliantly hopeful looking green. Yeah. The, so let's see. So for this is now this is, you know, we're doing day of the week for like the past seven months or so. Um, so of course things could change a little bit, uh, depending on seasonality, whatever, but it does look like Friday averages, um, about 4% higher conversion rate, uh, compared to like the average for the whole week. But the range that we're looking at is, is the ACOS can go, sorry, the conversion rate can go from 9.06% up to 9.8%. Yeah. And so so that's the the wiggle uh, the wiggle room range that we're looking at here. 
but Friday comes in at 9.8%, which is, uh, you know, about 40 basis points higher or sorry, four basis points higher than the total for the week. So that's a, that's a great insight there. I know that, uh, there've been some people who are doing this in their own accounts and you can always do that, you know, for your own account and see where your conversion rates change by day of the week. So you can optimize accordingly, but it's also nice to see some larger data to see how these trends, or if you're a new seller and you don't have that day of the week data yet, uh, to see where the, the most opportunity lies. Yeah, so if you're an Amazon seller and you think that the conversion rate is lower on the weekends, you can always verify that in your own account. But across like you know, uh, you know, approximately 70 million clicks, uh, yes, it is indeed lower on the weekends. Uh, Sunday coming in at a conversion rate of 9.06, Saturday 9.08. Compare that to Friday, which is 9.8, uh, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty much the same. Thursday, a little bit, a little dip to 9.4. Um, but, you know, pretty high during the weekdays. And the weekends are weak, as in W E A K. Uh, and I did steal that from Stephen. Uh, the weekends are weak. <laughs> I did not say that. That was original. <laughs> or at least your pun, your pun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know what I think is also interesting? is the the inverse to this next to on our on our google sheet we're working off of next to our C, our conversion rate column we have our cpc column also with a heat map mm-hmm. and the heat map of of where the cpcs are highest match up exactly with where the conversion rates are highest yep so you can see that there there are perhaps a lot of advertisers out there that are already kind of privy to this because we do see the lowest cpcs on the weekends and the highest CPCs on uh, days like that Friday and on Monday, Tuesday. So now now they're mostly flat across the board. There's not a, a ton of wiggle room there. I mean, we're talking, if we're saying here for this time period, average CPCs are around 89 cents. We're only moving by a couple pennies. Yeah. So there's not a lot of people privy to this, I don't think. Otherwise, we'd see much wider, much wider range of, of these CPCs changing. So... So they're they're pretty flat across the board, right? Just moving a couple pennies, so mostly flat across the board. So definitely a lot more opportunity, I think, to be out there. But you can see there there are a few advertisers that are swaying these averages by perhaps increasing their conversion rates. Sorry, increasing their bids around those times when those conversion rates are higher. Yeah, and I mean it's not massive, right? In fact, it's not massive at, uh, at all. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, we're talking like eighty-eight cents to like ninety cents couple of pennies yeah if if they were if everybody in this data sample was perfectly adjusting their bids to align with those conversion rates we would see that a cost is flat across the across right. the days right mm-hmm. which it's not yeah a cost is best on fridays uh looks like the average a cost for fridays was 29.9 compared to saturday of 32.05 compared to sunday of 32 percent um, and then most of the week is 30. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's in the 30, like 30% and with the decimal Friday is 29% with the decimal and the weekends are 32%. Um, so depending on where you're sitting, like that's, you know, could be a lot, like two points from 30 is about 6%. So the A cost over the weekends is about 6% higher than yeah. the other, the, uh, 
the rest of the week, which is pretty interesting. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, so I dig it. So like, what, what would you do? Like if you had, a, if you had, you know, the capabilities to click your heels together, what do you say to someone who says, okay, I want to go and create, you know, maybe they're using a bulk file, maybe they're using a tool. Uh, maybe their VA is doing it. Maybe someone on their team is doing it. But like Friday, last thing you do before you leave or Friday at 10 PM, you go in and you, reduce your bids by 10%, just select all, reduce by 10%. Uh, and then Sunday night, get ready for Monday, you go back and you increase it back to what it was. What do you say to someone who wants to do that? Um, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would definitely want to, you know, every account's going to be a little bit different. I think part of why we're seeing these, the overall, like the standard deviation across these, you know, from day of the week compared to like the weekly average um, there's not a huge swing. And I think that's just because, you know, the, I don't know if it's the law of large numbers. I don't think I'm using that properly, but the, a large sample size, you know, it's going to flatten out the averages a little bit and keep them relatively flat, not swinging wildly. So for any individual account, those conversion rate swings based on the day of the week could be a lot higher. What I do think this is nice to see though is that the the trend is very clear. Um, you know, when we're taking day of the week across, you know, $70 million of spend over however, 365 days, a little less, seeing that there is a pretty clear color coding with, condi- with the conditional formatting, even though we're only swinging, you know, 80 basis points or something, but still going from 9% to 9.8% is pretty big. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely, I think it definitely warrants doing some deeper dive into your own account, trying to download. I mean, hopefully you, you've got a tool to help with day, day parting because I, I think doing it manually would be a, a little bit of a nightmare. Um, but yeah, trying to, to you know download, download some daily campaign data, run your own pivot table, see exactly how those conversion rates change by day of the week. But right now it seems like Friday's a clear winner. <clears throat> and I think it would make sense to you know, decrease your bids by like 10% over the weekends and then bring them back to baseline throughout the, the normal working week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with everything else. You, everything you said, I don't have too much to add other than there are some implications with like reducing your bids 15% over the weekend. You're going to want to track your organic ranking positions. You're going to want to track your like overall competitiveness because technically like by you reducing your bids over the weekend, you've given your competition kind of like, if you consider the average CPC that all of the competition are bidding on for a particular keyword, you consider like, if you were to rank all of them, it's like maybe you're in position seven for the overall bid. If you reduce it by 15% and you drop to like position nine, you just moved up two competitors in like the competitiveness arena. Like now yep. they're bidding more competitive, even though it's the same, it's now more competitive relative to all the other competition. So those are, those are interesting things to always think about, which is why, like, we always want to be super careful uh, whenever we do that kind of thing where it's like, oh, okay, like I'm just going to go cut my bids by 50% over the weekend. Well, now you've maybe put yourself in like, if there's 10 advertisers bidding on a keyword, now maybe you put yourself in position 10 putting up a whole bunch of people in front of you. So like you always want to like double check that, which makes like a lot of this optimization pretty time intensive. Um, so I would always say like 
this is becomes more valuable, like the more you spend, uh, because you'll be able to measure it a little bit easier. Um, any final thoughts on day of the week? I, I think AOV might be one more final thing worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, normally I would think, so the AOVs we're looking at, you know, they're in like, they're around $30 and the swing from top to bottom by day of week is around an 80 cent, 80 cents worth of movement. So again, not too huge. I think that's just because of the, the large sample size, but it does correspond with our conversion rates where uh, over the weekends when we have the lowest conversion rates, we also have the lowest AOV and the highest AOV is on Thursdays and Fridays coming in around mm-hmm. $30 and 60 cents. Yeah. So I don't think that's a coincidence because we have it lining up nicely with that conversion rate data trend, daily trends. So when you kind of factor that in, um, that gives you an idea also of, of where the best ACOS performance opportunities are. So you kind of want to follow these trends. If you're, if you're really trying to take advantage of the current market conditions and you're seeing folks are decreasing their CPCs, conversion rates are down, but there's a couple opportunities here to increase your, your CPCs around Thursdays, Fridays, where, uh, where AOV is highest, where conversion rate is highest, and where seemingly people aren't being super aggressive with their CPCs, that's where we're seeing ACOS is, is the lowest across these trends as well. So that would really be the, the best opportunity is, um, yeah, simply from an ACOS perspective, your best opportunity is Friday, your second best opportunity is Monday. So those, those weekday ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the weekends, but the weekdays ends. I don't know if there's a word for that. The start, the start and end of the week. However, some people Days. do their weeks Monday to, Monday to Sunday. Instead True. of Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into campaign type. Alrighty, Steven. Last, but also maybe least, is we just did a, an, a quick analysis of you know spend sale spend and sales a cost sponsor products sponsor brands sponsor display. Um, the first thing that jumps out to me, people are super spending on sponsored products. So the ratio here is like. Uh, of the spend that we looked at, it looks like 70% of it is going towards sponsored products. Uh, it looks like maybe 12% is going towards sponsored brands, and then like 4% is going towards sponsored display. So I think I think the numbers I just said was like 72% sponsored products, like 13% sponsored brands, and then some sponsored display, like maybe 3 or 4%. Uh, I know that won't add up to 100% because I'm just sort of doing it on the fly, but that's the general trend. Most people are spending 70% of their spend on sponsored products, maybe 15% on sponsored brands, and then a couple percentage points on sponsored display. What do you think about that ratio? You know, I I would think because we're seeing the A cost between... So so typically, I, I, I think, you know, I like to keep it pretty heavy on sponsored products yeah. just based off of, you know, conversion rates, all that. Uh, seems to be higher. CPCs seem to be more affordable. So looking at this though, the the A cost between sponsored products and sponsored brands are pretty even. Uh, so I would assume that that this allocation seems to be pretty good. You know, if one was performing wildly better than the other on a A cost basis, then I would think, you know, we could be spending more on one or cut and spend on the other. Yeah. Quick, yeah, I thought that was interesting, right? Sponsored products coming in at about 30% A cost. Uh, and then sponsored brands also at 30% in cost. There's some decibel differences. But in general, they they seem to 
go together pretty uniformly. Like when one goes up, the other goes up and one goes down, the other goes down. So yeah, for like the last, you know, seven or eight months, we're looking at 30% for both of them. You know, I always have this thought with sponsored brands where like when you start sponsored brands, I think like the ACOS, I expect a better ACOS than sponsored products when you first get into it. So like there's, if there's people out there not running sponsored brands, or maybe they only have like 5% of spend on sponsored brands. I think that's such an amazing opportunity to get your sponsored brand spend up to about 15% of your spend. And the super easy way to do it is just take your very best keywords from sponsored products and just put them in sponsored brands. It's like the easiest thing to do. So if you figure you take your your highest performing sponsored products and you just pop those over sponsored brands, like that's going to be a really easy win for you. And maybe that'll take you up to like five, six, seven percent of your total spend. And then what you do with sponsored brands, well, then you go after all of your reach things, like your, your maybe your, your broader targeting for sponsored brands. And then that eventually levels out to pretty much the same ACoS as your sponsored products. So if you're ever looking for like a spend reduction, ACoS boost, trimming off some of those more experimental, those more reach type targetings in your sponsored brands, I always think is like an easy value add if you needed to trim budgets. But again, that's a much bigger conversation. So I think that makes sense about the balance between sponsored products, sponsored brands. ACoS was about the same. Sponsored display, on the other hand, and we looked at click-based sales. We did not look at view-based sales, which by the way, Stephen, even today in March, 2023, I still talk to people that call me up and is like, yo, my sponsored display is so good. It's doing so much better than my sponsored product, sponsored brand. Half a percent A cost. Yeah, like minuscule, like four, five, six, 10% A cost. Well, meanwhile, my sponsored products is like 40, 50%. And I'm just like, actually, you're comparing apples and oranges. These are not the same things. Uh, so I still get people that aren't listening to the show because we've talked about it, the view through sales value on sponsored display is still artificially driving up spend, artificially driving down a cost. They think their a cost is amazing uh, because if you look at the actual click based sales for sponsored display, fifty nine percent. Now I have some caveats there. There's a really good argument that maybe you don't want to measure sponsored display by click based sales. Maybe you do want to use it as a sort of top of funnel reach where you include those view through sales. And that's a separate discussion. But if we're just talking about straight up who clicked on my sponsored display, who ordered from a click from sponsored display, that ACoS is twice as bad. It's about 59% over the last eight months. So I'm not saying it's like, don't run sponsored display. You absolutely should. Uh, in a lot of cases, I would say almost in every case, you should be thinking about sponsored display. Uh, just pay attention. Are you looking at view through sales or click-based sales? All right. So final thing just to call out perhaps is um, any changes between uh, CPCs and conversion rates across these ad types. So Mike, what are we seeing there? So the first thing that I noticed is that uh, CPCs are in a similar arena, but they're more expensive for sponsored display when you look at the actual straight up click-based cost per clicks. 
we notice the conversion rate is about half. Um, so, you know, for sponsored products, sponsored brand conversion rates, we're looking at uh, almost 10% for sponsored products, sponsored brands. For sponsored display, click-based sales, we're looking at like 4%, 4%, 5%, as low as 3%, uh, 3.9%. Um, so, yeah, so click-based conversion rate is lowest on sponsored display. And I think that makes sense largely just based off of placements, right? When you think about where the majority of clicks come from for sponsored products, sponsored brands, it's going to be those inserts. So someone's typing in, you know, I'm looking for heated blanket or something, and they're going to see some items there. They're going to click those. A lot of sponsored displays are on the margins of the screen or like on a product details page where sure you can steal a, steal a conversion from another product, but they were already looking at that product. Something about it already caught their eye. So you're, you know, Sometimes people can find something in search, not compare it to anything else, and they just buy it. But if you're starting on a product page, you're already being compared to another product that they already found something that they liked about it, whether it was the quality based off of their kind of first impression or if it was the price, whatever. So that makes sense to me why those conversion rates would be quite a bit lower with sponsored display. But it is interesting that those CPCs are, are so much higher, you know, averaging around 90 cents for the, for the whole time period with sponsored products and sponsored brands those sponsored display CPCs are up at 98 cents. You know, it's mm -hmm. almost like a 10% premium on those sponsored displays, even though they're getting 50% of the conversion rate. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Again, these are comparing apples and oranges. It's just worth mentioning that these are apples and oranges comparisons. Uh, were, you know, it's not a direct comparison. You don't want to measure a sponsored display by its view through conversions and view through ACOS at the same breath as comparing it to sponsored products. Uh, these are totally different ad types. Um, so I'm just, this is more of a call out, reminding people about that, that if you're really focused on the sort of direct response, click and order, click and order, that sponsored display isn't necessarily for you uh, because the click and order rate, the conversion rate of people buy from sponsored display is gonna be way different than the click and order rate from sponsored products, sponsored brands. Yeah. I actually am surprised to see that sponsored products and sponsored brands, the CPCs are so similar. Me too. You know, around 88 cents average for sponsored products compared to 90 cents for sponsored brands. And I was looking over the month to month to see if there were, if there was a shift at some point when, when that changed and not really. Um, they, they've been pretty even, which is not something that I think we've seen historically. I think on um, other reports I've seen sponsored brand CPCs are usually around like 10%, 15% higher compared to sponsored products. So that's, I, I would have expected the same thing for sure. So that is interesting for sure. So I wonder what that means. I, I, I do think a lot of people make sponsored brands harder than it needs to be. Like a lot of people are doing really for whatever reason, uh, again, lots of good reasons to get more experimental with sponsored brands than you do with your sponsored products. I, but I do see that a lot. Like people are bidding on, key, like they're doing keyword research for new things for sponsored brands when I've always advocated and I always do this, like make your life easier. Just use the data from sponsored products to inform your sponsored brands. Because um, like generally they align relatively nicely, like your best keywords from sponsored products are probably going to be your best keywords from sponsored brands. So I always like to like start there. Um, but I, I do generally think that. Uh, I also wonder what role... Uh, the sponsored uh, 
products broad match change uh, and like the sponsored brands broad match, like how the broad matches behave differently. Uh, I wonder if that has anything to do here, uh, but potentially not like potentially like they're just behaving the same way. So yeah, I, I always thought that was interesting. Yeah. So to, to find the answer to that, we'd have to do a, a another match, to, stu- kind of match yeah, type. study by match type by uh, oh, month. Boy. <laughs> oh, we don't have it. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Well, it's out there, but we can't get it. Uh, I That'd bet be a could. lot of rows. I bet we could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Stephen, we, we ran the gamut here. We talked about month by month trends over the last you know eight or so months. We talked about macroeconomic trends. We talked about day of the week analysis. We even did campaign type analysis. Uh, I think this is our very best Amazon stats update ever. Now we've done quite a number of them. Uh, so go use it, guys. Optimize accordingly. <laughs> there you go. Well said. Um, so, Stephen, wherever you land, whether it be Tennessee, Tallahassee, Idaho. Idaho Miami What's sounds it? nice. Miami? Yeah. Wow. Maybe comment where you think Stephen should live. Yeah. And why. When I moved to Austin, uh, I was living in the Caribbean at the time, and I wanted to come back to the mainland. Uh, and I built a spreadsheet with all, all these cities that I wanted to check out. And Miami was on there. Checked out Miami. And then I then we drove to Austin. And, you know, I had a spreadsheet of, like, all the factors that I would want but by the time we made it to Austin, we were so exhausted that like we never made it any further. So that's how we ended up in Austin. Oh, really? Like, I did not know that. We're like, okay, this is pretty strong. <laughs> like, do we want to continue traveling on the road for another couple of months? Or do we just yeah. want to like stay here? And it's been like seven years. I miss the breakfast tacos. Come on, man. Yeah. They miss you. Yeah. Well, hey, when this post goes on LinkedIn, you guys all comment where I should move. And then whichever comment gets the most likes... I'll move there. Come on. Bet. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a place you didn't expect. I know. Alaska. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Stephen from Ocean PPC, thank you for coming back on the PPC Den podcast. It's always a pleasure. And we'll do it again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. Thank you.